This podcast brought to you by Hope 103.2. The Amazing People Podcast with Sam and Duncan. Yes, hello and welcome to The Amazing People Podcast. My name's Sam. And I'm Duncan. And uh, this is basically a time when we get to shine a light on untold stories that don't often make the news at night. Oh, yeah, that's good. But they're doing pretty incredible things in their own societies. And today we're kind of shining the light on bullying, Duncan. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you might have been a person who was bullied or maybe uh, someone in your family was affected by that. Perhaps even you were a bully. Yeah. And we know that even since we're in school, social media has just changed the whole game of bullying. You can't escape bullying when you get home. No, totally. But uh, you know what? It does impact everyone, bullying. And, and more needs to be done about stamping it out in the schools, even in later in life. Sammy, if only there was a way to do that. Well, we're meeting a teacher today that experienced loss in her community and she turned it around to ensure that bullying is stamped out on a wider level. Her name is Rachel Downey and she founded something called Stymie. You're going to hear about that in this conversation with Rachel. She was such an inspiring human being to talk to. And an added bonus, she's the 2020 Queensland Australian of the Year. Yep. Here's her and us talking all things stymie, Rachel Downey, our amazing person. Top of the morning to you, Rachel. Good morning. How are you? Doing well. Can you um can you kind of take us back in time and, and lead us through the the tragic experience of losing one of your year nine students in your school community to suicide and then how stymie was born out of that? A number of years ago, when I was um, managing a group of Year 9 students, one of our boys died by suicide. And it was one of those cases, and I think we, you know, we we deal with this with our teenagers at home, um, and as teachers we certainly deal with it where you know that something's going on, but they don't talk to you about it. It was one of those situations. So we were keeping an eye on him anyway. And unfortunately, we weren't able to give him the support that he needed because he didn't give us the information we needed to do that. But after he died, the students came forward with really important information. They were well aware of the fact that there was some family violence, that there was bullying and cyberbullying and a few other things going on that actually, if we'd had the information, we would have been able to provide him with the support that he actually needed to get through. And and I, I do believe that it was preventable. So when the students came forward, obviously a big part of that process was talking to them about why they didn't come forward earlier. And obviously there's all sorts of reasons. There's the social fear. There's the actual fear of just um, needing to have the strength and the faith to have a courageous conversation. And also the fact that they're just kids and some of this stuff was really quite high level. So what I wanted to do was try and find a way that we could provide kids a platform to be able to tell schools those things without being frightened, and that's how Stymie was born. So let's talk about um, Stymie. Stymie is a site where students can anonymously report harm without fear. Can you tell us how it works and the impact that it's had since, since launching it? Sure. A school has to subscribe. We can't just... Um, allow students to send that kind of information unless the school's actually prepared to receive it. So a school subscribes and then any member of that school community has the ability to make an anonymous notification about harm that might be happening to themselves or harm that might be happening to their peers 
or indeed harm that's happening to their community, like illegal activity, for example. From what schools tell us, you know, there are lots of notifications about drug use within their schools um, or stuff like vandalism, um, about arson as well. Schools have told us, like, the most incredible things. So in the beginning, I made this, I guess, as a focus mostly on bullying behaviours, but Australian students have actually shifted the focus to all kinds of harm, and I'm really proud of them for that. I think one of the biggest challenges, and I'm just thinking, I mean, I'm 40 now, but when I was at school, you used to escape bullying by retreating into your room. Yeah. With the advent of social media and a permanent 24-7 online presence, how do, you know, like as a parent who will eventually have a teenager, do you navigate a new culture where bullying can take place even inside your own home? Absolutely. And... One of the biggest things that I have found in my time in schools is that we often are very reactive about these things. We're not proactive about them. If you are going to allow your child to be online, you need to have an explicit, proactive conversation about how to deal with conflict. A big question I get asked a lot by parents is, so, Rach, what what age are kids ready to be online? And my answer to that question is the day that they are able to make relationships and the day that they are able to break a relationship because they need to have the maturity to recognise that, hey, this is a bit toxic and I need to have the courage to step away from it. Um, and I'll be honest, you know, most parents think that 13 is the age to be sort of online without lots of boundaries, but I don't know many 13-year-olds who've even got a really confident enough relationship with themselves mm. to be able to deal with that stuff. You've, you've managed to do it through studying, but I'm just thinking about kids these days. How can we encourage young ones to have the courage to speak up? Community. I'm so passionate about this. We, we are experiencing a bit of a breakdown in community and community, because of what happens online with kids especially, is kind of happening in these silos. We've got kids in their virtual villages having all of these relationships and all of these interactions. We've got parents who actually mostly only help them manage that when things go wrong. And then we've got a breakdown in the community relationship between schools and parents as well. So, you know, you know the saying, um, you know, it takes a village to raise a child. That is actually true. We all, we all contribute by the values that we model for kids. We all contribute by the way in which um, we model how to manage conflict and bullying and all of those sorts of things as well. And in Australia, we're not doing a great job. We have one in three women and one in five men in workplaces in Australia experiencing bullying and harassment. Mm. So, you know, it's, it's a community thing, this support of kids that they need in this area at the moment. I think one of the challenging things is oftentimes a bully is a bit terrifying, and it it, yes. it it can be a little bit overwhelming to think that speaking up is going to make any difference because you're terrified of the situation. I mean, how Absolutely. do you how do you navigate that? So um, f- fear uh, is, and the reason that that happens is because people who have bullying behaviours have targeted a particular person because they have found a way to have power over them. So what we need to teach our children is is to recognise those kinds of behaviours. Right? They might want to have power over a chi- uh, another child because 
they're, they're physically smaller or they're less popular or they come from a different race or culture, mm. um, you know, they will pick something that they want to have power over them. So as parents, we actually need to be able to recognise that, that this is a thing and, as I said, have proactive conversations with our kids. You need to arm your children with a script. You need to give them actual words that they can say if they see those things happening to others or if those things happen to themselves. But the fear absolutely is real. Um, being bullied or cyberbullied or harmed by another adult or harmed by <clears throat> an experience is, is something that is very fearful. And we just need to make sure that we have this level of transparency with our children so that they feel like they can talk to us about anything. Yeah, I guess I guess as a challenge as kids grow older um, and as teens do what teens do, there's often a distance that comes between parents and kids. Um, Definitely. Do you have any encouragement to parents on how they can support um, the, the emotional health and well-being of, of their kids? We're not dorky. Oh, we love you. Yeah. We think you're amazing, kids. <laughs> We all think that our our kids are amazing. We do. And absolutely, as they go through, um, you know, the rites of passage of being a teenager, some of their behaviours are really hard to manage. Mm. And I think a lot of the time as parents, we tend to take it personally. And one of the reasons we get defensive about all of that is because we're time poor and we just want everything to be okay and we just want them to behave because we've got to do this and we've got to do that. And I think as parents, sometimes some of our reactions are a bit self-centric. What, what our teenagers need is time. You know, nothing, love equals time, okay? So the way that we show our children we love them isn't by helping them deal with conflict in a reactive way or making sure they've got all the latest technology or go to the best schools. It's by giving them our time. And we know at the moment um, that statistically a lot of Australian parents are spending more face-to-face -face time on their own screens than they are with their kids. Um, and, and that's why I'm talking about, you know, the aspect of, of community, churches, um, um, you know, I do life-saving, that's a community. Anything that's sort of volunteerism-based is amazing. You know, that kind of time that you can spend alongside your children is really important. Even if you're not saying anything or proactively solving anything or doing anything, they, they just want you to be around, you know, and interested in, in their stuff. I like that, I'm sure. Um, that there's probably a few teachers who are listening and going, okay, I've been encouraged to take action and step in if I see bullying in school. Um, yeah. Is there any advice that you would give to them? Oh, um, again, you know, the struggle is real in schools and navigating this world is quite difficult at the moment because one of the hardest conversations I, I've had to have with parents is, is maybe being one of the first people to tell them that, that their child is um, making poor behavioural choices in terms of how they're treating other kids. Um, and that's a tough conversation. Sometimes parents go, yeah, I know, um, they treat us like that at home as well. And it's great when that happens because, you know, we've got facilities in schools to be able to support parents and students through that process. But the hardest conversations are the ones where parents refuse to recognise that their children might be behaving that way and then we don't have this two-way communicative 
you know, street either. And then, of course, we've got to have conversations with um, the parents of the student who has been targeted as well, you know, and treated poorly. And there's a whole healing journey, journey that we have to navigate there. My advice for teachers and parents is that we are all on the same team and that is your child's team. Every day of the week, every day I woke up, I, I went to my school because I was on that kid's team and that kid's team and that kid's team. And and this, um, you know, growth um, journey that we're having involves the carers, parents at home and me as a teacher and the child. Mm. Well, Rachel Downey, uh, 2020 Queensland Australian of the Year, thank you so much for joining us. Um, it's encouraging, so encouraging what you're doing uh, through Stymie. And if you'd like to know more about Stymie, you can find out more at about.stymie, that's S-T-Y-M-I-E dot com dot A-U. Um, really appreciate the chat, Rachel. Thank you very much. It's been great. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. Start your day with life words. Subscribe to Hope 1032's free daily email devotional at hope1032.com.au.